Hello and welcome to the Cultivate Health and Beauty podcast. I'm Beck and I'm Amy and we're your hosts, creators of the Cultivate Beauty blog and the Get Glowing online course. We believe that beauty starts with inner health, the kinds of foods we put into our bodies as well as our mindset and daily habits. On this podcast, we're here to chat with you about natural health, well-being, lifestyle and everything in between. And now on to today's episode. to the Cultivate Health and Beauty podcast. It's Amy speaking and I'm sitting down with Beck. Hello. And today we're going to be chatting all about pregnancy supplements. So we kind of did like a little series or this is part of a little series that we've done. Oh yeah, true. On our pregnancy, nutrition and lifestyle and now we're touching on supplements in a bit more detail because um, supplementation is a kind of thing you run into a lot in pregnancy Mm. and uh, there are definitely some supplements that are pretty good to take yeah you know some people I think really um, maybe particularly in paleo community too are quite stubborn about wanting to get everything from food but Mm. um, we do believe there are things that can definitely help to boost up levels during pregnancy in particular because you know it demands a lot from your body and also it can be difficult to obtain certain nutrients even from the best diet yeah in an ideal world we could get everything from diet but a lot of the times that's just not the case anymore because Mm. our soil is really depleted so even things like magnesium it's harder to get from your food so some supplements can help sometimes yeah so what's been happening this week amy before we jump in um well for me I don't know it's just been kind of organizing stuff association memberships and looking into insurances and things like that so yeah so we mentioned on the last podcast pretty sure that you've finished your naturopath degree yes so I've just finished a degree in health science I believe they call it health science naturopathy so basically to be a naturopath so after you finish that you have to Sign on with different associations. And then they, like, tell you what you can and can't do. Oh, yeah. It's hectic. <laughs> you have to choose the right one. Yeah. Um, so that you can practice the way that you feel it is yeah. right. Which one aligns the most. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been fun. And you're up to 35 Five weeks. So 35 weeks uh, as of a few days ago. So... Oh, it's been like a pretty stressful week actually because on my 34 week checkup with my midwife we discovered that this baby is breech. No. <sighs> and ever since then I've been doing so many exercises and acupuncture and chiropractic and yeah it's been a real all run of this around. stuff trying to flip this baby. I mean there's still like time. Yeah. Yeah, because they do move around a lot before. Is it 37 weeks but or 39? Yeah, I mean, babies say? can flip right at the end as well, which it's like... It just puts a lot of stress on you anyway, because then you have to make alternative arrangements. I know. So when you're supposed to be kind of relaxing and getting all your nesting like completed at the end of the pregnancy, you're like trying to figure out what to do. One, to flip the baby and then two... <laughs> If it doesn't flip, what's yeah. the next option? It's like you need all of these different contingency plans. Like, if it goes this way, we'll do this. If it goes that way, we'll do this. I know. So, at the moment, 
I'm like researching every kind of way to help the baby flip. I'm doing meditation. I did this hypnosis thing <laughs> yesterday, which was hopeless because I kept falling asleep during it. <laughs> well, you said it was 40 minutes long. It was really That's long. That's a really long meditation, guys. Um, it was a hypno babies track. So yeah. they're really sort of famous out in the birth uh, world. So I've been doing all of that and yeah, just hoping this guy's going to flip, but he seems so comfortable where he is. Mm. And we have like a really strong family history of breach. Yeah. We have about apparently only three to 4% of babies are breach at term. I mean, I'm not at term yet. Yeah. So, so yeah. we're not sure yet, but three to 4%, but in my family or in our family, which is a small family too, there's like, seven breech babies I can count and you yourself and I was a breech baby (laughs) so there could be a hereditary like these are all babies that went to term so I'm calling the three percent is like like out of our our family sample it's like more like 50 (laughs) 50 (laughs) so I'm a little bit not sure if he's gonna flip so it's also looking at, okay, well, do I throw out my birth team and find someone who can support a natural birth for a breech baby in this area? Because it is something that can be done, and a lot of my family members have birthed their breech babies. Mm. Or oh, all the different considerations around a cesarean and the fact that I don't want it to be planned because I'd like to go into labor but the hospital doesn't like that they want to schedule you in and they want to just schedule you in that's the problem when you get um Mm. the news that you have a upside down or breech baby Mm. they just want to schedule you in schedule you in and say oh this is all too hard well that's kind of like the policy isn't it it's like well we don't really support breech birth because doctors aren't trained in it anymore and yeah. you know doctors and midwives it's kind of a dying art Thing. so as soon as you're looking at having a breech baby it's like all of your options are off the table and you either madly figure out how to turn the baby yourself or you have the external version or you find some you know rare people that can help you have a natural birth so it's just a lot <laughs> in the middle of figuring it out currently yeah it's just a lot because, um, yeah, you kind of get to the end of pregnancy and there's already so many things to, like, have thought about. Yeah. And and then it's like a and whole... And you kind of get your mind of... set on it going one way. Yeah. I mean, obviously, at any time it could have gone anyway, but I think when you're, you're looking really for when you're looking for a natural birth, it's like you've spent a lot of time, like I'd spent a lot of time understanding the cascade mm. of interventions and mm. how to avoid them and how to... Mm allow birth to progress in this natural way you know the dim lights and mm. laboring at home and all this sort of stuff and then <laughs> and it just all gets kind of turned on its like, own your baby's the wrong way around can that can everything <laughs> you're having this baby on an operating table it's yeah. like oh my god um so yeah trying not to stress out <laughs> <laughs> oh so we've got a chiropractor appointment today so I'm seeing a chiropractor who's doing the Webster technique on me, which curiously, ever since he adjusted my hips a couple of times, I've had no swelling in my feet. Yeah. And I was getting like a fair bit of swelling in my right foot. Yeah. So he thinks Something's I was a bit been... imbalanced on one side. So yeah, that was kind of positive though, because he did find some things that he could work on. Oh, I kind of thought that all the exercise and stretching and like doing everything quote unquote right would have 
put me in good enough stead just to mm. have a typical head down yeah baby situation but unfortunately oh, you go in and they say oh there's all these problems that we can now fix but it's sort of it's yeah. getting into a time crunch oh my gosh i just feel like i'm complaining guys <laughs> anyway <laughs> this has been my week but it's interesting it's though for like people very... to hear about it and to know you know all the different possibilities and mm. It's kind of just been interesting going to all these appointments and seeing like what acupuncture has to offer in terms of breach as well. Yeah. The moxa, moxie? moxa sticks. So the Chinese herbs and they burn them next to your little toe, <laughs> uh, which is meant to stimulate the uterus. And yeah. In some particular way. I was reading about it last night. Apparently by stimulating this like acupressure point on the mm. little toe, it's meant to stimulate your uterus to sort of contract and that would like help the baby to turn. Yeah. Which is probably why a lot of babies turn during labor as well. Mm. Which is another reason I don't really want to schedule a cesarean because there's always the chance they could turn at that last gasp. Yeah. <sighs> and a lot of people say that they do, don't they? Yeah. Because it's that contracting action. Yeah, it's kind of like pushing them yeah around. not to mention anyway even if you do end up in a cesarean apparently that whole process is beneficial to the baby so i'd rather at least go into labor go into and labor then... and then yeah oh my gosh all this research <laughs> this research that i was not expecting to have to do it's a lot even just to like force yourself to learn all the stuff at this point Reading like just studies. having to dive into it all and like oh just a bit exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that's what's been happening. I'm also going to see a craniosacral therapist. I have no idea exactly what she will do. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> I'm just spending a lot of money, guys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> speaking of spending money, we're about to talk about supplements. Yes. So we're going to be talking about all of the pregnancy supplements. And I suppose it goes without saying before we talk about supplementing that it's important to consult with your naturopath midwife obstetrician whoever you're working with throughout your pregnancy before you start taking any supplements or changing your diet so that's our little disclaimer out of the way it's just hard in this space you have to um you know every pregnancy is a very like sensitive time period with everyone's kind of everyone's different and um it's something where you can absorb information from different sources but at mm. the end of the day uh, what's right for you can be different. Um, this is really just, I suppose, for me, where my research led me and yeah. um, the supplements that I've been taking. But there'll be things that you know might pique your interest and in that you can look at asking your doctor or healthcare person about. Okay, so, so where do we want to start? I think we'll start with the prenatal. <laughs> yeah, because, because I think everyone... Also, I'll mention that a lot of these things, I would say, are completely good to take before you even conceive. Yeah, just to kind of start boosting up your levels yeah. before you. And to be honest, I think it's a good practice just to see your GP or your naturopath and get a good like blood test. Yeah, get everything done, tested. Get everything tested. Ask them what supplements they would recommend or ask them about ones that you're interested in, maybe after listening to this podcast. You might be better off seeing like a holistic practitioner who's going to really align with your desire to prep your body for a healthy pregnancy. Yeah. And uh, get their opinion on um, different supplements that you're looking at. Because with pregnancy, you know, you don't really realize that you're pregnant till mm. it's already started. And a lot of the important initial development 
is already like mm. underway and that's when well, you... especially even with things like folic acid well yeah folate as we'll talk about shortly yeah a lot of these things definitely if you're not already pregnant but you're planning uh, you could look at before you conceive yeah so that includes a prenatal yeah. hopefully your partner like knows that you're trying to conceive too because that would be really funny <laughs> <laughs> i'm just preparing myself honey don't worry <laughs> he just opens the cupboard one day and there's like prenatal vitamins <laughs> and they're like okay i'm gonna take extra precautions like <laughs> <laughs> they're like whole pinpricks and <laughs> condoms but anyway so, so i mean we did do an episode that spoke a lot about the different nutrients that you do need mm. for a healthy pregnancy so a lot of the things that we mentioned there will be in a good prenatal yeah so a prenatal is generally kind of like a multivitamin type product yeah. it's going to cover you for a lot of uh, different vitamins and minerals and the ones that we think are most important are your sort of folate mm. slash folic acid which yeah. we'll circle back to uh, iodine is actually a really important one especially for your first trimester mm -hmm. and then you've got things like selenium your minerals so calcium magnesium zinc mm -hmm. uh, b vitamins and then bonus if you're prenatal also includes things like vitamin d and vitamin k2 yeah because uh, that's really helpful for immune system and bone development and yeah. all of that. Oh, I should also mention vitamin A and vitamin C. So some of your like mm. antioxidants as well. So yeah. in terms of brands... It's difficult say, on a podcast, it's... isn't it? Because <laughs> we're talking to people from all over the yeah, world. It's um, best to look for a prenatal that is going to be including, I guess, forms of these nutrients that are more bioavailable. Mm. Yeah. So if you see a holistic practitioner, they can probably refer you to a brand that perhaps may yeah. be pr practitioner only that will be a bit more, what do you want to call it, a uh, bit more robust. Yeah, like a bit more technology behind it, I suppose. Yeah. Another one that I do like is the Garden of Life Vitamin Code, and they're all food-based mm. ingredients that go into that. We've got it so. here on the table. I'm literally just having a look at it now. <laughs> um, but that one is not as strong as the one that I use from my naturopath. Yeah, but that would be a nice one to also use perhaps while you're planning. Or you can also do like one day one, the other day yeah, another. Yeah, I kind of just swap around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the main thing actually that we wanted to talk about in your prenatal is the folate versus folic acid piece. The whole debacle. Yes, so you've probably heard um, before that there is sort of a difference between mm. folate and folic acid and that you should be choosing folate. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit more complicated than that, but well, a lot of the studies that talk about neural tube defects are talking about folic acid, I suppose. Um, mm. So, like the synthetic version of B nine, mm. whereas folate is the natural version that we find in our food. Mm. Um, yeah. So, if we just step back, yeah, like Amy mentioned, the importance of folate or folic acid, yeah is all coming back to preventing these neural tube defects. Mm. So it's really important that we get our folate slash folic acid. <laughs> yeah, so they're not the same thing, um, but they folic, are. Folic acid, as Amy said, is the sort of synthetic mm. uh, version of B9. And it's quite frustrating even just like reading in studies because... It's often used interchangeably. Interchangeably, but then, like, they are both B9, but they're different. So one is synthetic, one is natural. And we do find a few problems with the folic acid in terms of uh, they find that unmetabolized in the blood and they have connected that to a few um, detrimental health effects, I suppose. 
So there's kind of like that little bit of like mm, folic mm. acid isn't as good as folate. And then we also mm. have a lot of people that now have the MTHFR um, gene mutation. Gene mutation. So they don't. So it's sort of depending on your genetics, you may not utilize folic acid very well. I think in the supplement that we're looking at, it's an activated mm. folate so, as well. Yeah. So an activated folate is a good idea. Mm. So, uh, so if you can find one that has, like in this one that I have like, here, is the methyl tetrahydrofolate. Yeah is an activated folate. Yeah. And just out of interest, if anyone wants to know, the brand is Orthoplex, but it's a that practitioner is a, yeah. only. Yeah, but I mean, you, you can definitely get in touch with someone and, and order that. So that actually has a combination of the activated folate mm-hmm. and a folic acid. So it's kind of like covering you for both bases. Yeah, so I kind of think that's the best way to go. Yeah, and the um, Garden of Life... Vitamin code also has, it just has folate yeah, because it's all food based. At the end of the day as well, if you're just eating a lot of folate rich foods, hopefully. Yeah, that's important too. Don't forget that you can find it in food. Yeah. So generally we think of like folate as being from like foliage. Yeah. But you can also. That's what I think of it in my brain too. But you can also get a really good whack of folate from eating liver. Yeah. So liver is a great source. Um. You know, when you're preparing for a pregnancy, liver is a really great fertility food. Yeah. And then your greens, like avocados have a surprising amount of folate. And then all of your dark mm. leafy greens. So kale, broccoli, um, yeah. I think spinach, all those really dark leaves, all mm. your brassica. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. So eat all your folate foods, buy a supplement that has some activated MTHF and a bit of folic acid and you're kind of covering all your bases Mm. and yeah that's really important to take before you get pregnant if you can uh, just to make sure that you've got those good levels Mm. um, because the neural tube is developing like in the first six weeks I believe like it's Mm. it's straight away (laughs) yeah so you want to be on it yeah so moving on from the prenatal another good supplement for pregnancy is vitamin D. There's a lot of things to say about vitamin D. I guess it's well, I for the infant's like, immune system, yeah. bone development. Yeah, bone development's important. And then having that with the K2 as well, as we were saying before, is ideal because mm. it helps to shuttle that calcium into the bone. Mm. So um, there's just so many things about it. And honestly, if I sat, if you sat down and read studies about it, you'd be really mm. motivated to make yeah. sure that your vitamin D level is good throughout your pregnancy. It's actually one that I think is pretty good to get tested before you fall pregnant, just oh, to yeah. check your level. Uh, if you're in Australia, your GP will push back and try and say that you're not allowed to have it done. At least if you go to my <laughs> crappy GP. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's always a bit of a struggle. But the trick is just to tell them that you'll pay for it. Yeah. Because it is pretty important to get it tested. Yeah, well, vitamin D's, yeah, one of those key ones that yeah. has so many functions in the body, you want to make sure that you have enough. Yeah. And, and it's surprising getting, a lot of people don't have enough vitamin Yeah, D. even getting like a urinary iodine test um, at your GP or wherever you go would be a good thing to do before you fall pregnant. So... Yeah, get your vitamin D tested and you want to get a good um, vitamin D3 supplement. The one that I take at the moment is from a brand called Thorn. It's relatively inexpensive and they're the drops and they're really easy to take. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find um, a good vitamin D supplement. Yeah, Usually you'll just find the little capsules. I actually did um, read some research around babies' growth in their first couple of years. 
and it was linked back to seasonality and like mm. whether the mother had sufficient levels of vitamin D. So yeah. I think it was particularly in the second trimester. So if you know it was summertime during the second trimester and you had really good levels of vitamin D, the baby had better growth in that earlier phase, which meant that they potentially mm. grew bigger and taller as adults. <laughs> Your Which baby's going to be super need, tall. I don't think I need any help in that regard, but yeah. <laughs> For anybody wondering, how tall are you? I'm five foot ten, but James is six foot six. Yeah. So, so like all the genes are there for like... To be very tall. Massively tall. <laughs> okay. So the next one is um, DHA. Prenatal uh, DHA is something that you could also start taking before you fall pregnant. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take a specific one that's like a prenatal DHA, but it's not a bad idea. I think I'm not sure if many brands do it, but I know that Nordic Naturals is widely available and they do a very good quality prenatal DHA. So it's just a bit more concentrated. Mm. Uh, they're very good for purity and freshness and all of that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's so. like a high quality supplement. Yeah, and that's really going to help with supporting brain development for the baby. And it's something it's you know good to take throughout the pregnancy, and that's what else to say about DHA. Mm, that's the key one that I think of, just supporting baby's brain, mm. immune system development as well. So yeah, that's something you could look into. Also, you can get your EPA DHA sources. <coughs> For anyone wondering what DHA, you can get what? Is. your DHA what. For anyone wondering what I'm even talking about when I keep saying DHA. Oh, right. We're talking about like omega-3 fish oil. Oh, yeah. Essential fatty acids, guys. <laughs> um, you can also get you know, your EPA DHA from a good cod liver oil supplement. But yeah, so you kind of have like yeah, it's different kind options of, there. I also do uh, have the Nordic Naturals Arctic cod liver oil. And I kind of swap and change between the two. So the prenatal DHA and the cod liver oil. Uh, some people are quite wary of cod liver oil because it contains vitamin A yeah. uh, in its preformed like. I think it's just about not overdoing it. Yeah. Um, personally, it doesn't really scare me. I mean, <laughs> vitamin A is very important for baby's development as well. It's just when we get to sort of toxic levels that there's an issue. Mm. Um, so, you know, don't chug a bottle of cod liver oil yeah. <laughs> and eat liver for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's kind of something that you can, yeah, like cycle between with um, your other DHA supplement. But the nice thing about the cod liver oil is it has a bit more in there than just your EPA DHA. Mm. So obviously it's got the vitamin A uh, and then you also get uh, vitamin D. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a boost for a couple of different Yeah, uh, so you nutrients. get a few different nutrients. So we have got a couple more supplements to talk about. The next one being probiotics. Yeah, so, so this is a biggie. And it's kind of a bit, um, hopefully, have done a bit of gut work before you fall pregnant. Mm. Because you probably don't want to go hard with probiotics if that's, like, your first time oh, taking yeah. probiotics. <laughs> like, um, in terms of, like, die-off and whatnot. But Yeah, so hopefully... Well, if you're planning, you could jump onto a good probiotic now. But if you're already pregnant, hopefully probiotics has been something mm, that, uh, you've... that you've incorporated uh, in the past. Yeah. Uh, but it's something definitely to continue during pregnancy. And, you know, even if you decided to introduce a probiotic now, you just start 
you know, quite slow and see mm. how you react. But um, having a good gut microbiome during pregnancy is super important for baby's immune system. And it um, can reduce um, atopic conditions like allergies mm. down the line. So there's a few specific strains that have been connected with yeah. reduced allergies in infants. Yeah, the and they have linked uh, mothers taking probiotics during their third trimester with... Yeah, decreased uh, allergies mm. uh, and similar conditions for the baby. So you guys probably know that I've had eczema quite badly in the past. Mm. So it's something that I really, really <laughs> hope that um, our baby doesn't suffer with. So doing, um, doing the probiotics has been yeah. a big thing for me. In particular, one of those strains mm. that they say is good for eczema is the rhamnosus. Mm. So what's this one that I've got here? We've got all the supplements out on the table, yeah. by the way. Uh, it's called Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. Uh, and that one I actually take separately from a brand called Orthoplex as well to make sure I'm specifically getting a good dose of that strain. Mm. Um, but uh, in general, just like a good multi-strain. A good multi-strain is also going to be beneficial just for boosting up your microbiome. Yep, as well as all your food-based probiotics and pre pre biotics so your yeah. sauerkrauts and things like that but yeah looking after your gut health is super super important mm. during this time so many things to think yeah, about I know. <laughs> and then you have to it's a bit overwhelming baby so many more things to research yeah so probiotics are huge uh the next one that can be really helpful during your pregnancy and is always beneficial anyway is to take a magnesium supplement yeah so in particular, you've been taking magnesium for um, cramping in your legs. Yeah, so it's super common during pregnancy to get these really painful Charlie horse cramps <laughs> in either your feet or calves. Uh, heaps of women complain about it. I've had a couple that were quite nasty. Um, and taking magnesium at night has been really helpful. I haven't mm. had one in months now, thank God, because they were almost a bit scary. I'd wake up in the I night. I hate Charlie Horse. I, Charlie Horses? Charlie Horses. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wake up in the night and like this excruciating pain, like my calf would just not relax and yeah. you know, really trying to extend that heel, but it's like so tight, tight that... You know, for a couple of days after, even my calf was sore. Like I'd done actual like damage to it. And snap. Uh, so that's super common during pregnancy. The other thing that's super common is that restless leg syndrome. Mm. Uh, so feeling like you can't fall asleep, like you've got to move your legs around. And yeah, uh, magnesium can really help with that. So And as with mm. all of our vitamins and minerals and things, I can really get leached a lot. When oh, you're yeah. a baby, so everything's being taxed. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't Speaking of things that boost. get taxed, iron is one of those ones which we haven't listed down to talk about specifically. Yeah. But it's something that you will get monitored for throughout the pregnancy with your obstetrician or midwife. So at some stage in the game you may introduce an iron supplement yeah. if your iron levels do drop down too far. Yeah, and definitely someone can help you with that. There's a lot of different types of yeah. iron supplements that you can take. Yeah. Um, but I mean, unless you were anemic or low on iron from the beginning, I wouldn't specifically be yeah, um, no. supplementing for it because iron is like one of those ones that's a bit... 
Well, if you take a lot of iron, it causes oxidative stress in the body. So it's kind of one that you don't want to supplement on if you don't need it and you Mm. don't want to overdo it. And it gives a lot of people gastro um, discomfort. Yeah. So don't put yourself through it (laughs) if you you don't don't need it. (laughs) But, you know, stick to your iron-rich foods. Uh, And that does include the red meats and combining those with vitamin C. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So iron supplementation may be something that you encounter down the road. Babies just require a lot of iron. Like mm. my levels just tanked. Like they're still good enough that I didn't need to supplement. But yeah, which is another reason why you have to make sure that you have your second baby with a reasonable gap so that you can rebuild mm. iron stores because a lot of people just become more and more depleted with each child. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how women do it. Like, turn around and have the next baby, like, straight away. <laughs> and it takes time to rebuild it. So, those are all the main ones we wanted to chat about today. Um, there is one bonus supplement that we will touch on next. But just to kind of recap, so we've talked about prenatal vitamins, vitamin D, prenatal DHA or cod liver oil, probiotics, and magnesium. Yep. Exactly. Those are pretty much my, like, s- solid... The solid team of supplements. Yep. Uh, the other one, which is sort of a bonus, this is a food-based supplement, uh, and we do talk about this a lot. Yeah. No <laughs> surprises here. Is collagen peptides. What to say about it? Well, I mean, it's I think something that... that's easy to incorporate and that if you're worried about stretch marks yeah. in particular, you may be interested in supplementing uh, because it's really going to help to support, one, the baby's development because it's really good yeah. Um, easily absorbed protein, but it's also going to help with your skin elasticity mm, and yeah. hydration. And hydration, as we spoke about <laughs> recently. Yeah, so we did a whole podcast about uh, collagen in particular, but you know, as far as stretch marks go in pregnancy, there's so much concern or focus on topical treatment. Uh, uh, and whilst topical has a role to play, I think it really does come back to one some genetic factors that may yeah i think there'd definitely be some hereditary factors but there are ways that you can support your body with nutrition to reduce the likelihood of stretch marks as well yeah well at the end of the day it's sort of like you know if you have acne or any kind of skin you know condition Mm. you can apply something to sort of remedy it from the outside but often what's most effective is to stop it from happening to begin with by supporting internally yeah zinc is also good for reducing stretch marks so you'll probably find that in a lot of your um prenatals anyway Mm. and vitamin c yeah vitamin c too so vitamin c is really important for Mm. collagen synthesis so you know you want everything that you can possibly have to yeah support that healthy elastic collagen rich (laughs) skin that's going to stand all the stretching and hormones and everything and I mean obviously at the end of the day you can do everything right and you might still get a few marks and they disappear over time so no biggie no biggie but there are just collagen is definitely like a nice one to incorporate to feel like you're being proactive being proactive (laughs) and it's great for gut health Yeah, yeah we've spoken about a lot of this in our previous episodes, so you can go and check that out if you want all the deets about collagen peptides. Yeah, so I think those are all of our supplements to chat about today. But yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, definitely uh, leave us a review. Um, drop us a comment over on the blog. 
Um, we do have a special page set up for every podcast. If you mm-hmm. go to cultivatebeauty.com.au and hit podcast, you'll see the episode yeah. and you can leave comments there for us on each episode. And we will see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.